Hi, everyone, and welcome to Talia's Motivation. So today we have Cassie, and we're just going to get right into it and start asking Cassie all about who she is. And yeah, so Cassie, if you wanted to start out by telling the viewers who you are and about yourself. Yes, definitely. Thank you for having me, first and foremost, and reaching out. Um, I'm so excited to do this. I love hopping on podcasts and just sharing my passion and what I do. But as you said, for those listening, I am Cassie. I am the founder of my own self-care and wellness brand called Cassie's Cure, where I teach people how to practice self-care while building their self-confidence. I am also a Southern California native, so hopefully we got some Cali listeners in here. Um, I received my bachelor's in liberal studies from Cal State University San Bernardino, and then I received my master's from the University of Houston um, in higher education administration. So I have an educational background, but I definitely have a heart that's focused on self-care and wellness. And so through my brand, I like to host wellness retreats. I have my own self-care boot camp. I do self-love workshops and webinars and events, anything geared towards teaching people how to love themselves better and choose themselves first and doing that within their own little self-care community. So that's a little bit about me and what I do through my brand. Um, I'm 27. So um, earlier when you had shared your age with me, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I am 27 and I'm still learning and still growing. And um, I'm really just excited to share what I have learned as I've built Cassie's Care, um, what has motivated me to build it in the first place and just really teaching people how to um, choose themselves first has been one of my biggest passions lately for sure. Yeah, that's amazing. And I absolutely love your social media page and everything you stand for on there. And I was super intrigued to see that you do these retreats and all that. It's super unique. And also regarding the age, I actually love being the younger one because I get to meet all these people who have so many life experiences and so much like knowledge to share with me which I know you do so that definitely excites me so like we were talking about your retreats how did you kind of get into that especially because I know you started during the pandemic and things were a little crazy like what made you want to do it and what is it yeah okay so well prior to the pandemic I had put it out there I was like y'all I'm hosting my own wellness retreat and then the pandemic happened and I literally for months tossed back and forth between canceling it and having it you know so I'm like, I don't want no one to come to my event and catch COVID that's gonna be horrible that's bad for business and that's just bad for their life like what if something what if someone dies is that people are dying from this from this um plague I guess you can say for lack of better terms and so like everyone who had purchased their tickets they were like no we still want to come we're all, we're bored at home we're so tired of this like this retreat is just one weekend like cast please still have this retreat and so i was like okay i need to brainstorm some ways to make sure that this is safe this is going to like no one's going to catch covid from this retreat and so um, I, I, I got to work and I was like, you know what? Y'all are going to have to sign COVID waivers. Y'all are going to have to sign liability forms so I don't get in trouble. Y'all are going to have to get COVID tests and share the results with me. I had like a crap load of like saw wipes and hand sanitizers all around the little Airbnb. I was doing temperature checks. I was issuing out refunds if I felt like you didn't meet the criteria of a healthy person to attend. I was like making sure everyone was spaced out as much as I could in the house. 
So really just making sure all the logistics were great and then still allowing them to have that experience of, um, you know, a workshop with a yoga and meditation coach, a candle making workshop. I had an emotional intelligence coach there. Um, they were able to make soap bars. I had a caterer come. It was just really nice. And um, I capped the tickets. So originally I was like, oh, I want to be able to invite um, 50 women out. And um, I ended up going down to like 20, but it was like 10 of us stayed in the Airbnb. And then throughout the day, 10 girls could come and be like, oh, if you only paid for one workshop, you go to that workshop instead of just staying the entire day and stuff. So that was able, um, I was able to keep it under to where it's not too large of a group in this nice little Airbnb. Um, but yeah, and the girls loved it. They were like, when's the next one? And I was like, huh, I thought this was going to be the only one that I do on this. So then I ended up having another one and I made that one even smaller. I think it was like about seven girls just for the whole weekend, just, just trying to make sure like I'm like I don't want anyone to get COVID and be like I wouldn't do a Cassie's Cure event and so um they're like well we love these I'm like yeah but your health is more important and so once I was able to get down that aspect of it um just always listening to my audience about things that they want to do how they want to make new friends and stuff and just tailoring that um that's how I've been able to have two retreats two wellness retreats in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) wow that's so cool and like you were talking about earlier like you were telling me how as you get older, it's harder to meet people. I feel like mostly it's like, oh, you're at work or you're like doing stuff. Like you don't really get to like join a club or sport like it is for me in high school. So I think it's super unique that you started that and you're giving other women a chance to form connections. So Cassie, are you a confidence coach yourself? Yes and no. (laughs) So actually I am Originally, that was my title, confidence coach, but I am transitioning to where I just want to be a self-care coach. Um, However, through my self-care coaching, I teach people about their confidence because I found like I wasn't just primarily teaching confidence. I was teaching confidence. I was teaching you how to love yourself. I was teaching people how to set boundaries. You know, I was teaching people how to pinpoint the correct kind of friends. I was teaching people how to uh, relax and take a break, how to find their self-care plan. So I was like, this all really falls more under the realm of self-care than it just does solely confidence. So I literally, maybe about a month ago, was like, you know what, I'm going to switch titles. Because you can do that when you're your own business owner and you're, you're taking an assessment and you're like, hey, I'm really, I'm self-care focused, but there are confidence components to what it is that I teach and share through my business. Yeah, I definitely feel like we all need a Cassie to like help us with our self-care and everything. So one of the questions I was actually going to bring up is what do you do for self-care? I know that's a loaded question. There's so many different things, but like, what are some of the basics that just come to mind for self-care? I think for me, if I could think of the basics is I will, for one, for sure, I'm, I will take a break whenever I need one. I don't overwork myself. I'm literally like, once I'm tired, I'm tired. That's it. But um, I would say aside from that, something that I'm really big on too is self-assessment. I am very in tune with my emotions. I'm in tune with my surroundings. If I have someone around me that like makes me feel small then, or I feel like they're peer pressuring me to do stuff that I don't really want to do, I will remove them from my life or I will tell them like, hey, you make me uncomfortable because I feel like I'm only doing this because you want me to do this, not because I want to do this. So I'm very transparent and honest with my emotions. And I look for places and things that bring me peace. And I try to incorporate those more into my day. 
So whether that's just me walking my dog, whether that's me taking a nap, um, on Sundays is my self-care Sunday. So every Sunday I treat myself to a smoothie, um, my favorite kind. So I'm really intentional about doing things for me. Cause I feel like, you know, we get in the habit when we live our lives, we live it for other people. We, we hardly like every time we're, we we want to buy something. Sometimes we're like, I can get that later. It's fine. I don't need it, but we'll pay for other people or we'll pay bills that we don't really want to pay, but it's like, we don't do a lot of stuff for ourselves. So I am really big on like, okay, you know what, Cassie, what's something that you really want? And I'll gift it to myself. Um, I date myself too. I take myself out to the movies by myself. I will take myself out to eat by myself. And I've grown more comfortable doing things alone. So I don't like depend on having to do them with other people or having other people do it for me. Yeah, I completely agree. I actually just made a post today talking about doing things in moderation. And while we all need discipline and like those self-assessments to double check ourselves and make sure we're like staying on task and also making sure that we're feeling good throughout it. It's also like you need to plan out your days so you have some time for yourself. So I actually have a friend and she was like, I'm so overwhelmed. I feel so like overworked. Like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, I actually had that problem a few months ago. Like exactly everything she was telling me, like she was wording exactly how I felt a few months ago, especially at the start of the pandemic. And like when school started up again and I was like, oh, like, you know what I did to help me? I just wrote out my schedules. And like, it sounds like such a basic thing that like your mom would tell you like, oh, just like plan out your days. But like, it's so true. Like if you plan out your days and like included in that plan, you write out when you're going to take breaks and give yourself a decent amount of time. Like life gets so much better. And along with the other thing you said, like so many of us live our lives for other people, which is so unfair to ourselves. And I feel like sometimes we don't realize that like, we're always trying to find like friends or like other people and things like that. But like, little do we know, like, we're right there. And like, we're not even being that person for ourselves that we're searching for in other people. So along with that, like, how do you let people go out of your life who add no benefit to you? Um, I think I, I will tell them. Because I think the thing is, like, I don't know who created this rule in society. But like, we look at letting go as a bad thing or we're like, oh my gosh, it's such an awkward conversation. It's rude. It's mean, but there's literally nothing mean letting someone know like, Hey, maybe we're outgrowing each other. Like the more comfortable you get realizing that you outgrow people, the easier for you it is to let people know like, ah, it's not really, maybe we don't really need to hang out anymore. It's like, I don't hate you, but we don't need to be as close as we once were. Um, And I think some people are always shocked when I'm like, that's even if you have a best friend for 10 years. I think like people like to let longevity hold them hostage. But it's like, if we've been best friends for 10 years and you're literally toxic in my life, like detrimental to my mental health, I should let you go. I should not hold on just because it's been 10 years. Like you are literally like the person that I am today doesn't, doesn't mesh with the person that you are today. And that's okay. Like I don't go beat the person up or anything, but just realize sometimes like you will outgrow people because you're always growing and some people will outgrow you. And I think that if you can have a mature conversation and walk away, then that's good rather than being childish and going back and telling everyone not to like that person or they're horrible. Like I always tell people whenever I end friendships, I'm like, oh, well, me and this person don't talk anymore, but y'all may be able to hit it off. Y'all may be able to connect. It's just not in the cards for us. And that's okay. And they're like, oh, wow, that's mature. Maybe I will hang out with them. I'm like, yeah, they're a cool person. They just don't, they don't kind of serve where I'm at in life right now. 
Yeah. And I love literally all your answers. I'm like, that's what I tell my friends. Like, this is the advice I've been trying to give. So I know people are going to love this because like, you're just hitting every single topic right on its head. And it's so true. Like, why is it such a bad thing to like, not be friends with people anymore? Like, I think it's perfectly fine to just be like, hey, like, we just need to give each other space. And it's always like, oh, me and this person got into drama. And it's like, why does that have to be drama when you're letting someone go who doesn't hold any benefit to your life and your mental health and your well-being? Like, like you said, like society has so many like unsaid rules. And I think such a big part of my confidence and like self-love has stemmed from stopping like how much I care about those stupid rules. And like, I try to tell people like, you're not living for yourself when you care so much about what other people think and like what society says, like it's such a waste of your time. Um, So going on to the next topic, obviously you run a social media page and social media takes over a big part of our generation now and our world. So how do you keep social media a positive space for you? Um, I am very intentional about who I follow. I like, so I, follow funny people or people who are like posting self-love stuff or affirmations. Um, I literally like, I filter my social media so much that I don't even follow certain family members, but I like literally tell them like, Hey, it's nothing against you. I just don't want to see that all the time. Like it's my timeline. It's my social media. I shouldn't have to just see you just because we're related. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but really filtering out who I follow of like, oh, this person makes me laugh. This person challenges me in a healthy way. Um, oh, this person's always met like all of their posts are negative. Maybe I shouldn't, maybe not. Like it's not happening for sure. You know what I mean? So I'm really intentional about who I follow and also what I put out. Cause I noticed that what I put out is what I get back. Like all the, whenever I post something, people are like, oh my gosh, I relate to this. This is so true. This is so real. So understanding. So it allows me to create fruitful conversations and connections because like the content that I even share is really positive and really loving and really caring. Um, I attract that back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and there, don't get me wrong. I get those spam accounts all the time. It's so annoying. But um, which is why, like, when you send me a message, you have to, like, request, like, if I don't follow you back, it goes in, like, my request, like, oh, this person wants to message you. And then, like, I will look and I'll be like, okay, if this is okay, then I will be like, okay, yeah, I'll prove it. And then we could chat kind of how I like I did with you. Um, but yeah, I, I filter my social media because I know as a business owner, a solo business owner, I haven't really hired anyone on my team. I know that I'm going to be the primary person on that page. So I'm really I try to be precautious about what it is that I am seeing, you know? Yeah, I completely understand that. And I actually do something similar because obviously a big thing in high school is like who you're following and like whatever. And like, honestly, the amount of people who are friends with me, like on social media, but don't bring that same energy when like we're in person is honestly, you'd be surprised, but Mm -hmm. I don't follow that many people. And I honestly, like I had a friend one time and she was just like, I was constantly comparing myself to her. And like, I don't think she was much of a help to get that to stop either. So she would kind of say things sometimes. And I was just like, Hey, like, I don't want to follow you anymore. Like, obviously we're still friends. It's just that like, when I look at your page, I compare myself and like, I don't want to do that anymore. Like it's my social media. And she got really frustrated with me. And I was like, 
if you were really my friend, like you wouldn't get frustrated that I didn't want to follow you if I was comparing myself to you. And a lot of people get so mad when I don't follow them back. Like I'll get messages from people at my school or like acquaintances or like school friends that I kind of know. And they're like, why did you unfollow me? Or like, why aren't you following me in the first place? And like, I think it's important that we, like you said, we filter our social media because it's our page. We're the ones who have to see it. Like I even have friends who just post so much with people who are toxic to me. And I don't want to see those people like on my screen. Like I try to stay away from that and not like associate myself with that. So if they're only posting with the people that I wouldn't follow, why would I follow them? You know? So that's one thing that people get so upset. And I'm like, it's my social media page. Right. Exactly. Like what the heck? Yeah. It's like people definitely try, but it's because people emphasize followers. That's all. The people pay attention to the number. And I'm like, if the number is toxic, you can keep it. Like, I don't want to like, like if that's going to make my timeline more toxic and not okay, I don't want it. You can keep it. It's not for me. Mm -mm. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree. And also we were talking about like the self-assessments and things like that. How do you maintain a balance between blocking out your negative thoughts and addressing them and kind of looking at them and be like, okay, this is how I feel. This is what I need to change. So I, I don't block out my negative thoughts because that, that's how I'm able to set some like I do, but I do question like, why, why do I not think I'm like, if I'm like, if I call myself ugly, right. I will sit there and be like, well, but like, what makes me ugly? Like, why do you, what, what is, and it's like, if I don't have an answer, it's like, girl, if you don't have no receipts, then it's a lie. Like, that's the way I'd be like, if you don't have no receipts of like why you're ugly. And then it's like, or if I do try to come up receipts and it's just like, okay, so you didn't cut your hair, but that doesn't make you an ugly person. You can just go get a haircut. Like, like, you know, so really just getting to the root of why I say certain things to me, or if it's just like, I don't know how to do this. Okay. So that doesn't mean you're dumb. That means you've got to figure out where you can go and learn how to do it. And then I'll go and like, I'll share with my friends and family, like, y'all I'm struggling. I need to go learn how to do this. So I can stop calling myself dumb. Like, you know, so a lot of the negative self-talk is just I think it's just fear, which is a natural human emotion and reaction, but the self-assessment helps me get to the root of it and be like, okay, guys, well, like, let's go find, let's go find a way to learn this or a way to do this. So you can stop thinking that you're inadequate or whatever the case may be. That's kind of how my self-assessment plays into my negative self-talk, but I'm I'm really big on positive self-talk. And one of the things that I always tell my clients is like positive self-talk doesn't come overnight. This is something that I have been doing since 2015. So I, I know that it takes a little bit of time, but like even now, like I'll wake up and I, when, I, when I don't look my most presentable, I'll be like, oh my gosh, you are so cute. Like my mom, whenever she spends the night in my apartment, um, I'll come out of my room, my robe, and I'm like, mom, I am probably your cutest child. And she's like, you're so conceited. I'm like, I'm just saying, do you see this face? But it's those random moments that keep my confidence up high. Like even in my hair not done, no makeup, all that kind of stuff, I'm still complimenting myself. And I think that's some of the things that people miss. Like you still got to compliment yourself when you're not put as put together as you want to be. You know what I mean? You still, so that way you can be more comfortable and like, it's okay. Like now I can go to the store and some sweats and a hoodie and still be perfectly fine and not feel like, horrible like oh my gosh I look crazy or anything like that so yeah and I think because I have seven siblings so obviously like my older sister kind of like 
started this chain of like, I'm so ready of like constantly saying it. And now it's something like me and all of my siblings do just like naturally. And so I think when we like say things in public or like to our friends or something, not like trying to, you know, like put them down or anything, but just being like, oh, I look so pretty today. They're like, oh, like this girl has an ego, you know? Cause I think people are so like, it's so foreign to them to see confidence. And it's like, some people can't differentiate between having confidence and like being cocky or having an ego. So I think that's a big thing too, because like we said, society's rules, like it's so, it's so normal for someone to be like, ew, I look so bad today, but it's not normal to be like, whoa, I look so pretty today. Like I'm feeling myself today. Like people are so used to that, like negative self-talk and those negative thoughts. And I love what you said about like, you don't block them out because I think that's something that like everyone should work on doing, like addressing them. And that's even something I need to work on because sometimes I'll be like, ew, why do I look like that? And I'll just be like, oh no, you look so good. Like shut up. And then I'll like just move on to the next thing instead of like sitting and like addressing it. So I think it's important to like keep that balance and not let yourself just like forget about those negative things, but like address them and be like, okay, why did I say this about myself? And like, that's obviously not true. Um, so the next question I have, so I went on your page and I noticed that you've done meditation and yoga and that's something that I've like, think is so awesome. And I personally don't do it, but I'm interested to hear like how that's affected your life. Is it like, has it relieved a lot of stress or is it a way for you to relax? Like, how is that? Yeah. So yoga and meditation. Oh my gosh. I, and if you don't do it or people don't do it, I'm a big fan of it because literally it is one of the most calming things that you can do. Like it, it like eases your mind and your body and your emotions all at once. Like it's something that I feel like if you struggle with anxiety, for sure, I would definitely highly recommend yoga or uh, meditation specifically. Cause like meditation is really, really calming. Um, it's something that helps me live in the moment. Cause I feel like you know, people, we often live in the past or we often try to live in the future. Like in the past, we're like, I can't believe this happened. Oh my gosh, this is so horrible. You're thinking about something that happens. Or you're like, well, I have to graduate high school so I can go to college so I can be able to provide for myself so I can be able to like, like we're always thinking about the future or the past. We're never really thinking in the moment, like, okay, today is just today. Today is just the day that I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna go to work. I'm just gonna have fun. I'm gonna like, we never really think in the moment. And I think meditation forces you to sit in that moment right then and there. So I love um, yoga and meditation and just kind of like, center. it kind of like centers you. So centering myself and just being like, okay, Cassie, like you have a lot of career goals and personal goals, but right now let you just be you without your brain running loud and trying to tell you to do all these other things. So yeah, I love that. It's definitely something I want to look into. I know a lot of people who do meditation and yoga, and I think it's really interesting And it does sound like so like soothing to just like stop and like center yourself and be like, okay, like this is where I am. Like, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously um, you were talking about how you haven't always like, just like been this like positive, happy, like you've gone through like that time of like being insecure and then working on it and like correcting yourself and those negative thoughts. So how has your life and just your overall mindset changed since like finding yourself and your confidence? Um, I would say my life and my overall mindset change. I feel like I'm more concrete in my decisions. Like I don't doubt that the decisions that I make 
Um, like if I do think being a first generation college grad, um, just the first in my family to do a lot, typically I'll do things, I'll be scared to do it, but I still do it anyway with courage. So I think that like that self-care, that self-confidence has definitely given me the courage to be the first in my family to pretty much pave the way for so many different um, vectors and sectors, whether it's college or, you know, being a full-time professional, you know, starting my own business, like no one in my and my family has done that before, or they're trying now that I've started, like, you know, but they're all older than me. So it's like having to teach them rather than them teach me, but like, um, really just being willing to understand my emotions, understand like, Hey, like there will be hardships in life, but my hardships don't define me. Like I can literally choose who I want Cassie to be rather than like, you know, when you're growing up, you, you go based off of your parents' opinion of you, like whatever your parents say do, you're like, oh, they're right. But I think as I've gotten older, I have learned that my parents are individuals with insecurities and flaws. And understanding that has really taught me they don't know everything, which is okay. Um, I'm also a different generation from them. So some of the things that were okay in their generation is truly problematic in mine. Or there are certain things that they don't understand. My parents don't know how to operate the internet. Like, there stuff like that and I'm like what you don't know how to operate the internet it's the internet like but for them it wasn't really a thing you know they were like flip phones and all that kind of stuff or those little they're super large brick phones that they had like it's crazy and I'm like my mom's like I don't even know how to operate an iPhone and I'm like oh my gosh girl get with the times but understanding that like hey we are two different generations so it has helped me my, my me my passion for self-care has helped me define the kind of woman I want to be, um, the kind of friends that I want around me, the kind of career that I want, um, the drive to live out for my passions, and also teaching other people how to do this as well, because I know people don't have this mindset or this confidence, but every day I meet people who want this. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And congratulations, that's so amazing that you're like a first generation college grad and like starting a business and just paving the way like that's honestly so inspiring and impressive and I know you were talking about how you have like so many goals so what are your other plans for the future we'll just do this closing question because I'm really interested to see like what you plan on doing okay let me see for the future I think eventually like you know I have my retreats and right now I have them in like little airbnbs but I want to be able to host them in hotels I want to have like wellness conferences and summits in person. I want to be able to have retreats all over the country, even outside of the country. Um, I really want to just have a coaching program where I am literally teaching people how to love themselves better, choose themselves first. I eventually want to, you know, have my own merchandise that I add on to this business. But most importantly, I just want to go around the world and like talk to people about self-care and help people like identify their self-care regimen and like learn how to say no without feeling bad for it like set boundaries that's going to increase their mental peace and um get, gain the confidence to apply for jobs or ask questions and just really just help people be more comfortable in their own skin as they grow older that's amazing and honestly I have loved talking to you I feel like I could talk to you for hours like I feel like it's so cool to be around like like-minded individuals since I've started my podcast so it's so cool like getting to know you and like 
the other girls that I met too. Like I love doing this and you're such a cool and inspiring person. So thank you so much for telling me everything about you. I love all your goals and your dreams. And I definitely am going to come to one of your conferences because I know it's going to happen one day. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I truly appreciate it. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for coming on. I'll definitely have to have you back. And before we go, I just wanted to tell the viewers, thank you so much for listening. And just so you know, this podcast is for you. So if you have any questions or any topics that you need advice on, you can message me on Instagram at Tolly's Motivation or email me at tollybryer1 at gmail.com. I'm currently working on getting a Tolly's Motivation email, but Thank you all so much for listening. And thank you so much, Cassie. You were such an amazing guest and I've loved talking to you. Yes, thank you for having me. And for the listeners, I would love for y'all to stay connected. You can find me on Instagram at cassiescure.com. She'll probably link it to this episode. But yeah, definitely feel free to reach out anytime. And I look forward to your future episodes. I know they're going to get better and better from here. So thank you. Yes, thank you. Bye, everyone.